2: And I'm glad to be with you on this Monday edition of Lifeline. Very cool Monday, if I might say, January 25th, 2021. Very special day, my mother's birthday. Happy birthday, Mom, if you're listening. And to any other mothers out there, our fathers, our brothers, our sisters, who happen to be born on January 25th, Just, uh, again, we have moved into the new year, 2021, and there is so much to really be thankful for. Uh, One is we have overcome 2020, and by the grace of God, we are here, whereas uh, many did not cross over into the new year, so we're thankful for that, and you know we all ought to count our blessings, and that's what we want to try to do uh, this year. Uh, I want to encourage you to uh, uh you know really to press into uh finding purpose this year and uh and really reflecting upon uh how last year may have impacted you and uh and and what you need to do to adjust. I was just reading, well, oh, kind of reading as well as watching a, a report on the impact of social media. It is a a very alarming uh, uh, set of analysis concerning our social media outlets—Google, Facebook, Twitter—and all of that stuff, which many of you are very familiar with. For some reason, maybe my uh, age or maybe my uh, my 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 busyness of life does not allow me to to peruse so deeply into those uh, forums, and I don't know anything about Twitter or Facebook. Relative to having one, owning one, or using one, and uh, and I use the internet only for research uh, value uh, oriented purposes, maybe a little bit of entertainment, but largely research. But I was watching a particular event on uh, the YouTube channel, uh, and it was called. The title of it was called "You Will Wish You Watched This Before You Started Using Social Media." You will wish you watched this before you uh, started using social media, The Twisted Truth, and it has almost 8 million views. Now, that's a lot of views. That means somebody was interested in that particular topic, and of course, it's dealing with the uh, CEO of Facebook and uh, uh, former uh, uh, people working there in high positions who are warning everyone of the absolute transformational danger lurking in, uh, in the lives of the vast majority of people on planet Earth in terms of uh, your brain, uh, the biochemical dynamics in your brain, the physiology of your brain, the the uh, the drives and passions of your brain, the the cognitive uh, normalcy of your brain, or in this case, growing abnormalcy. And the more I listened to the experts who were in the field and desiring to come up out of uh Even working for Facebook, making you know seven and eight figures, at least seven uh figures uh was there their warning that uh these new social media outlets are actually. Changing people, transforming people in their mind. Now, what's interesting about that, ladies and gentlemen, is that you know I've talked to you about uh, the uh, the the recognition that eventually you and I are going to be bumping up against the uh, radically abnormal and obtuse conversation around uh, transhumanism. Transhumanism, and I have warned you about the uh, escalating and yet collapsing at the same time. Uh, uh, trajectory into the artificial intelligence world, uh, it's already here on a a multiple of levels. But if there were a few uh, devices, a few mechanisms uh, by which that becomes realistic for us, I would say that if you're concerned about it, be concerned about social media because based upon what a lot of these guys were saying, social media is setting you up to buy wholesale into the indistinguishable engagement with artificial intelligence, the indistinguishable engagement with artificial intelligence. What does that mean? Well, th- this could be a massive subject, and I'm really not. I haven't worked it out. Uh, worked it out as a kind of organized thesis with main points and subpoints. I'm just contemplating it and sharing with you by the way, the number is 1-888-367-5329. 1-888-367-5329. you can call me, raise a question, observation comments what have you that's worthy of discourse, okay uh for our listening audience, we want to always grow, know, and then go with the truth of uh of reality in life so we can be better people and help the world in a better way, redemptively through our savior, Jesus Christ. What I was saying is that what they are asserting is that the men and women that spend abnormal, unusual, ungodly uh, periods of time on the internet, social media, are most susceptible to not being able to distinguish truth from lies, They are most susceptible for not being able to distinguish reality from curated figments of your imagination. That social media was specifically designed to create a relentless, unending feeding into the psyche of anyone that's, uh, if you will... Uh, asleep under the matrix of the social media outlet system or rather inlet system uh, that you become so uh, enamored by, so controlled by, so under the influence of social media uh, that you can't tell the difference between uh, a a bot uh, uh, created by uh, software that makes individuals sound and look as real as any other human being and the real thing. They've already tested this over and over again. You can easily see where they have done this and men and women are not able to distinguish when they are dealing with reality and when they are dealing with myths. And social media has been around now, you know, for a couple decades uh, uh, easily and, and people are now absolutely hooked in. Ladies and gentlemen, in my opinion, that is exactly what The Matrix was teaching. If you watched The Matrix, it was teaching that surreal, uh, cerebral, but not real world of the mind that has been hooked up to, controlled by, and dominated by a uh, a, a Babylonian system, if you will, of, of dark powers with dark agendas that basically uh, put people to sleep and bring them into a world That really doesn't exist. And and I'll tell you, this this concept that I'm sharing with you cascades into all segments of our uh, infrastructure as a world. It's wrapped up largely on the surface in the area of entertainment. You know that. It then is followed up by pseudo-education pseudo news, pseudo information. Now I say pseudo with all of the qualifying uh, uh, parameters around it that I could possibly muster because a good portion of what's fed to you is controlled, curated, formed and shaped to impact you to the d- d- degree that it actually addicts you to that form of media. I, I was listening to and I'm going to share this on Sunday to reports that people that are constantly using uh, Twitter, Facebook uh, uh, and uh, the other uh, sort of uh, e- intimate mediums by which they interact, not not just like uh, the radio or um, or YouTube events, because they're not talking about so much long term events like watching a documentary for an hour. They're talking about these little snippets that happen every minute, every 30 seconds, every two minutes, every three minutes. And they're talking about how your cell phone being the mediatrix of this has so connected to you and you it that that you basically can't survive without having your cell phone in your hand because your cell phone becomes the uh, paraclete that uh, asserts that you're alive. And what they were saying is that particularly for our young people who don't have much of a life that um, the cell phones and social media on it basically control them to the level of addiction. And I know some of you heard it before, uh, the dopamine that's released in your brain that gives you a sense of well-being and feel good, a kind of pleasure principle, uh, if you will, uh, is something with which young people are radically addicted. And I would say older people too because I've seen them Uh, just uh, utterly controlled by the moment they get a text, the moment they get some kind of message, the moment they get a call, they immediately go into attention mode like Pavlov's dogs. That's really scary because what it says to me is that men and women are not autonomous. They're not free. That uh, as much as social Uh, as the mechanism of internet and and these other mediums of communication can be enormously beneficial, they are also enormously problematic. And when I come from the break, I'm going to share with you what I consider the alternative side of reality, particularly on a missional level for, for the people of God. And you're going to see that when I start talking about what it means to actually live a life committed to the one true and living God and the mechanisms that he has employed by which you and I are connected to him and rooted and grounded in him and committed to him, that you're going to find that you have been challenged to, if you will, release, let go, abandon God's method of internet, God's method of texting for the uh, secular social media method of internet and texting and communicating. And it makes it virtually impossible when you are stuck in that paradigm to get back to any kind of healthy communication with the true and the living God. I want to talk about that. And then I'll take your phone calls. one 367 5329 one 367 You're listening to the Monday edition of Lifeline. And your host is Jesse Gistan. We'll be right back. All right, we're back to time 521 on the Monday edition of Lifeline. All the lines are open 188 3675329. 5329 If you want to join in on the conversation, I'm basically calling your attention to something that I think you already intuitively know you may not be fully persuaded by it because again, you and I have talked about it. It's called normalcy bias. Once we get trapped in a pattern of things. We don't want to hear about the impact negative of that pattern. If anything, we want to hear more a a positive uh, story or orientation around it to justify our continually doing it. Why? Because change is extremely difficult for all of us. Change. This is because we have an addictive behavior Pattern in life, and this is also why you and I are called to carve out in our life patterns of behavior that are healthy and crucial for us early in our life. This is why the Bible would tell us to train our children, train them in the fear and the nurture of the Lord. I'm going to use a juxtaposition to kind of lay out my argument, and I'd love to hear from you on it. First of all, as I stated in my opening monologue. The social media out more impactful on human beings than uh than we want to be honest about it has impacted young people significantly enough to where they are probably in the near future when it comes to work or forms of regimental discipline that require a long time focus on something that does not allow you to be interrupted by your cell phone uh isn't it? quite convenient but also diabolical right now that the present COVID 19 social distancing, uh if you will, shelter in place, uh this this is what I've called a a, a fundamental precursor to a overwhelming Orwellian socialist uh concentration camp uh sort of pre-run because it's gonna get worse down the line. There's no reason for not to. People in the world have challenged the suppositions and the the theses of animals, as was expected, because as I was sharing with you, the uh, social media outlet had already worked vigorously for decades now to prove that human beings can be marshaled together like animals, made to submit to certain signals, like Pavlov's dog, and then... Emit or demonstrate a biochemical response um, as many of the psychological tests that take place in uh, in the, in the uh, psychiatric wards that prove that many women um, are uh, addicted or are, are, are trapped by you know forms of neurosis or psychosis. That can be evaluated to some degree uh, through electric, electromagnetic, uh, uh, if you will, analysis, being able to see how the brain functions in the different areas in which they fire off signals to assert that that individual is stimulated in that area. Here we are in our present situation where we have now endured a new normal for over a year, social distancing. And what has that social distancing done? It has made most people who are in the first century, first world century status become much more inclined to be on social media. Now, why didn't those who had the power to shut down our ability to actually be in one another's presence physically also not shut down, limit, or at least curtail significantly? our use of social media so as not to have the horrific negative effect that it has had on millions of people, which is one of the dirty little secrets as well in terms of psychological, emotional uh, devastation upon young people for being locked down, shut up and shut in. Uh, Why didn't the powers that be, if they were so benevolent and so really helpful and cared about you as some would believe that they do, not also warn you, to cut your social media off and read a book. The psych- social scientists have already admitted that young people today have the hardest time in the world of reading books, particularly uh, challenging material that requires them to labor in, uh, in the gymnastics of cognitive uh, dexterity. And so here here we are right now at this time facing a kind of regiment of, of control and or control over the masses of people. And we're also recognizing that it's compounded by addiction. Addiction, a, a, a release of dopamine 400 times the normal, which is equivalent to snorting cocaine, they say, is the kind of fix that people get who are addicted to the cell phone every time they get a text or every time they get a, a like or every time they get some kind of uh, attention. In other words, we're being taught to be narcissistic. We're being taught to be existential. We're taught being taught to be self-centered and shallow. They also are saying that uh, people are so deeply immersed into social media, not being able to distinguish between the real lie of uh, of, of the social media framing and and, and and curating and controlling and, if you will, air spraying everybody's not only what they look like but what they say in order to affect and produce and emit and permeate your mind with lies so that you no longer know how to distinguish truth from lies. And I've already warned you and asserted to you before that this has played a significant role in causing people to be more passively than they ought to when it came to the election. And therefore, they had no ability to distinguish whether the left was telling the truth or the right was telling the truth. And I have even recently seen and heard the impact of a bunch of this drivel that comes from the left, which really, have you guys ever heard the term recently, particularly coming from left media, Now that they are somewhat quasi in power, I'll I'll talk about that in a moment relative to uh, the uh, delusion of that, largely speaking. Antifa will let you know nobody's in power. We're going to still tear it down. We're going to go after the left just like we did the right. So, uh, you know, wars and conflicts and and upheavals and and riots and all of that is still on the slate because this is all about demoralizing you continually uh, who are completely dependent upon uh, social media. But getting back, isn't this this a a remarkable thing? Listen to me, ladies and gentlemen. I want you to think this through. I'm going to take a break after that, and then I'll take your phone calls. Isn't it a remarkable thing how that the whole world And particularly those of you who profess to be Christians um, have been able to so easily be shut down and uh, removed from the regiment of the worship of God with his people, in the presence of God with his people, where in the presence of God with his people, it is completely inappropriate for you to be bothered by anyone. The convenience of gathering with the people of God is a value system. It's a matter of priority. That's why some of us have done it, and that's why others have not. It is simply a matter of priority. It is not a matter of life or death. We could argue that on so many levels, but think about this. Think about how you have been told to stay home, and you can do worship at home, Now, the vast majority of you know that it doesn't really work, and here's the reason why. You still have your nice little comfortable friend sitting right by you to interrupt you whenever it wants to interrupt you when it comes to you and God. Now, I would love to hear from some of you who have had to endure staying home for a year, you know, voluntarily, not those of you who are... Uh, bedridden and who are shut in for multiple significant and uh, legitimate reasons. I'm talking about those of you who have volunteered to do it. I'd love to hear the upside of you being at home versus gathering together with the people of God, intentionally... And uh, intentionally organizing yourself under the regiment of hearing the worship, of singing the hymns and the songs, of smiling at people even through your mask if you have to, and, and saying hello and engaging in the conversation which God ordains for his people as a fundamental discipline by which he builds us up and qualifies us to act as a counter-narrative to what has been going on in our world from the beginning of time, and that's a distraction from Him. I'd love to hear from you on that one triple eight three six seven five three two nine. And of course, I'm going to press more deeply into uh, what 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 many women who have not swallowed the the red pill do, who have been able to uh, awaken truly in the true woke sense, and continue in the patterns and paradigms that. The Word of God calls us to in order for us to walk in the liberty and in the priority of fellowship with the one true and living god i 've got two lines open one triple eight three six seven five, three, two, nine now again i 'm saying this because of what 's coming and i'm i 'm so privileged to be able to talk to you like this and let you know what 's coming as we have done for decades now and uh and 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 when it comes you can go you know what we've had this conversation i'm so glad that god gave me grace to make the adjustment because now that it's here i'm not traumatized by the reality of a new challenge coming into my life because uh the secret of the lord is with them that fear him and he will show them his covenant the lord does nothing but that he shows it to his servants first if we are listening. This is the Monday edition of Lifeline. I'm gonna take another break, pay some bills. We'll come back and continue our topic on this Monday edition of Lifeline. We'll be right back. Indeed we are. The time is 537 on the Monday edition of Lifeline. All our lines are filled up, so let's try to clear them. Let's go to line number two and talk with Diane. In Marin County, Diane, are you there?
3: Yes. Can you hear me?
2: I can. How are you?
3: Very well, thank you. I'm happy to be Good.
2: Here. Um, same to you. Same to you. What's what's on your mind?
3: Well, I I just want to let you know that um uh, uh, plus there's a there's a plus plus minus to what you're saying about uh, Christians that are people that are really Christians. You know what I'm saying? That uh that that uh that did, uh, forego the, what do you call, uh, the assembly themselves as Hebrews tell us to do. Mm-hmm. However, um, before COVID, uh, there are a group of people, the population of Christians that have always just go to church here and church there and, um, and they never belonged. You hear what I'm saying? Because many mm-hmm. of these people, God is calling out from the building. They did not fit into, the uh four walls of a congregation not that they hated the pastor nothing like that or people that are there they just didn't fit in but they may have still paid their tithes or pay an offering and pay their tithes to another ministry that was actually feeding them uh what do you call that word uh spiritually food spiritual food and that ministry may be on radio like yours or others you know the mm-hmm. holy spirit led them what i want to say to you is this i'm very happy that uh that you have this show. I've never called in before, but I listen from time to time, you know, not often cause I'm very busy. I've been a teacher and also uh, I have a podcast, so I'm constantly doing schedules. So I wanted to um, say that um, the Lord is calling people out. He least to say the Holy Spirit. He is calling people out of the walls that never fitted me in here. That's what he's doing, one of the things I find that he's doing. And I am in 61 in March, so I've been around a little bit. I mean, that's better than as well. But I, I've been around, and I see that. Many people are very upset with the congregation because many of the pastors, and, and to their uh, demise sometimes, I don't think they notice it, and I don't think they really intend it, but they they don't make some kind of disclaimer this, this, this when people come to the congregation with the Holy Spirit, I do feel it's going to start them doing it. They're going to have to tell the people, all the people that possible congregate, uh, whatever you want to call them that come to worship, listen. You and you are going to belong in this congregation to be administrative and you're going to be a spirit of help. The other of you are going to have to be out in the world, in the marketplace, wherever the Holy Spirit calls you. Thereby, you will not get disgruntled by not fitting, feeling like you don't fit in here because your gift takes you elsewhere. So what God is doing now completely that he's been telling me since 1984, he's been getting me digging about the times that we're in right now. And he had me go on these things back in 2019, to do a podcast. And I said, Lord, I said, Holy Spirit, I was telling the Lord, I said, you know, you don't do podcasts, Lord. He said, but uh, He said, but I do. He said, and I own the world. He said, have you read 24 songs, baby, Diane? I said, yes, sir. And he said, read it again. He said, get on there when I tell You know, man, that was in January 2019. He gave me the scripture to go on there to do. And May 2019, sir, I went on there and... Um, I I I I was just dumbfated, but when the Holy Spirit tells you something just claiming puts down, just
2: just out of the box, you have to do it. And yeah, Diane
3: who,
2: Huh? Will the Holy I Spirit ever tell you to do something contrary to his word?
3: Never. But
2: he'll tell All you right.
3: something contrary to what man said. No, I'm
2: saying I'm he- saying I'm saying the Bible. So if the Bible from Genesis to Revelation have called us to gather together, Oh, no, 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 you're absolutely right about that. Right. So then, how can we say the Holy Spirit is calling people out of the church?
3: What I'm saying is yes. Maybe I should put it a different way because I am an so better I put it a Show you know? credit. If you've been listening to thank me you for, thank you for if you've been, if you've been listening
2: to me you know you you got to put it a different way because as much as I try to affirm listening to the voice of the spirit of God what I know for 40 years of being a believer and 40 years of walking with God is the spirit of God never tells us to do anything contrary to his word but what I will say is that a lot of people have found reason not to be part of congregations that are not Bible-based, Christ-exalting, God-glorifying, and Spirit-aided, and therefore, they're not driven out by God. They're not driven out by the Spirit of God. They are uh, compelled to leave because the abomination that make it desolate is standing in the place where it ought not, and I totally agree with you in that regard there has always been uh, an element of believers that just have not found homes in local congregations or, 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 if you will, organized fellowships. But what they are called to do upon not being in a local fellowship, and I'm going to have to end my call with you because of our time, is they have been called to either reestablish new fellowships. Sometimes you can do that in a home. Sometimes you can do that uh, at the park. But the... um, The simply disbanding in the name of being disgruntled because of bad preaching is unjustified. Jesus was part of a whole denomination that was rotten, and the devil dominated the clergy in the temple and in many of the synagogues. And Jesus went to synagogue every week. He went to temple every week. Our motto is Jesus, the apostles, and the scriptures, and so we just don't get to justify that particular um, uh, uh, assumption, my dear sister, I, I appreciate your call. Hope you call again. Uh, let me do this. Let me go to line number one and talk with Jermaine in Alameda. Jermaine, are you there? Here. Yeah. Hey Jermaine, how are you?
1: I'm pretty good. Um, I actually, uh, I'm glad you brought this topic up cause I've, I've been meaning to talk to you about it for a while, but I noticed the difference with social media influence in my own home and in my own inner circles, it seemed like, uh, not not to beat up on the election again, but uh, many people seemed to kind of accept what was obvious to a lot of people as uh, suspicious. I noticed those, those people tended to be on social media all the time. And yep. Yep. the people who asked questions were the people who wouldn't mind reading books, talking, having conversations face-to-face for at least an hour. And that's one thing I appreciated about Grace is, um, I can take my family there and we can hear preaching for over an hour. and Nobody moves. And right. um, I, uh, I also noticed my children when the pandemic first started, I allowed them to have a little leeway and play games and kind of surf a little bit online. But then I noticed that there was a tendency to be a, a kind of lackadaisical, at, lackadaisical attitude about things. And at a certain amount of just, you know, nonchalant in how they handle things. And I noticed, uh, a lot of young people in general kind of showed an apathy or just, you know, depression, even leading to suicide with a lot of these young people who are stuck online all the time. So I kind of think that was part of the plan not necessarily leading up to suicide, but to get people unfocused and out of places or structure like churches and, and just kind of under the hand and foot of the social media masters.
2: No totally I, I one of the reasons I opened up talking about it as I had stated in my monologue Germain is that professionals who have been part of the shaping and making of Google and Facebook and Twitter individuals who have uh, recovered a sense of consciousness if you will have awakened from the uh, from the uh, Babylonian system and have come up out of the matrix are are explicitly warning and have been for many years now the impact of social media. And you know, and I remember years ago, maybe four, five, six, seven years ago, even longer now, uh, it would occur in our churches. And this certainly was the true true, at Grace. I remember as we were growing and we were burgeoning in Grace uh, about seven years ago, just exploding in numbers, but also people were coming in with the bad habit thinking that they could sit and listen to my preaching while at the same time on their cell phone. And uh, and it became clear that parents didn't have control over their kids. They would be sitting there and their kids would be having at it. And of course, you know, we have a, a, an overhead, a kind of bird's eye view. And uh, our, our uh, audio and video team was able to see all the cell phones that were on in the auditorium. And, and you know, we had depressed the issue with our parents and with our teens, not in the house of God. And still they are doing it. Still people are doing it. And it used to be, you know, the phones would go off uh, uh, frequently enough for it to be a distraction. And so here we are learning that there has been a major, major socio-psychological uh, impedance and and, uh, and impact on our kids along those lines. And, and all I was saying in my opening monologue was that this is by design. This is all part of a larger matrix agenda that fundamentally is designed to detach or unhinge men and women from reality. And for biblical people, reality starts with God's word. And so when we're not able to hear God's word, that hear his word explicitly read, explicitly taught, when we don't have the regiment of biblical truth as an affirmation that I'm connected to God, then we are in danger because we're drifting in a sea of pseudo-narratives, and you already know this language, that will take us further and further away from God, which is what we are seeing in our culture at this time. I'll give you the last word before I take a break. Great, gotta take a break. I'll be right back. All right, we are back, and glad to have you with us. Our lines are full. Let's see if we can clear some of our lines out. Let's go to James in the Bay on line number four. James, are you there? James in the Bay on line number four. James, are you there?
0: Yes, sir. Jesse, how you doing, sir?
2: I'm good, man. What's going on? Uh,
0: listen, I thought it was kind of ironic. Uh, when I think it was your first segment, you were brought up the uh, – the piece about the artificial intelligence and when you went to break the commercial was about, you know, the automobile that pretty much almost drives itself, you know, and, uh, you know, with all the intelligence that's going on and it just seems like more and more as we move further and further down the line and the, the population that, uh, the percentage of the population that was born after maybe 85 or 90 that were born into you know, uh, this world, the world's beginning to be more and more in shape and design for them because that's almost the only world that they know. That's right. right. Okay. And so, you know, for me, you know, another thought that I had that I wanted to run past you was that, you know, sometimes in my quiet time and I sit and I think about all that was going on with the election and COVID, I said, well, what if, this, what if this was just a big test, a big litmus test, just to see, you know, to a litmus test, okay, control versus uh, freedom. Just to see yep. what sort of control they could have over the masses. They could put this out there, you know, to see if how much the people would kick it back, how much they would rebel, how much they would ask questions, how much they would fight for their freedoms, just to see where they are, what sort of control they would have over the people. And then on the other end, uh, when, like you said, when people are Cut off from one another, just like you say, going from the house of worship, they don't tend to interact with each much. Well, they might interact in an artificial way as far as texting or what have you or email, but not a, a, a genuine conversation like we have, you know, on the air and now, like we would be accustomed to with the phone versus a, a long threaded text message, if you will. Agreed. You know, agreed. Uh, you know, so you know those are some of the things out there, and I and I and I do believe that I really do on many levels that it is a test out there just to see if they can control the masses, and then their only opposition would be those of us who are believers. You know, and if they can get the believers not to come together uh, as the scripture has instructed us to, then that would begin to dismantle. They're only resistance.
2: They're only they only opposition, if you will. No, yeah, your your whole discourse there, your whole reflection there, James, is not only uh, consistent with the intent of my opening monologue, but it is actually uh, a good uh, introductory analysis to the warnings that have been going on by for decades by uh, by secular prophets as well as sacred prophets. The secular prophets who have been honest about the uh, social, psychological uh, impact of uh, television back in the day when television first started. Uh, secular socialists who have uh, understood the impact of narratives, the impact of media, even back in the day when the radio so uh, spellbound humanity with its... Uh, the world is going to end a uh, uh, series where they manipulated uh, the radio programs. Because, you know, radio used to be the only form of um, of uh, what I would call audio vision. Today we have what is called television, uh, but they were audio vision where they would do drama on radio. And you remember uh, when they had that series, The End of the World, and so many people bought into the notion that there were uh, Martians coming and invading the world and they created uh, panic and havoc because they couldn't distinguish a reality from a uh, from a, a, a make believe uh, program. Now, our government has been uh, practicing that not only ours, but particularly socialist and Marxist governments for centuries. They have been practicing that. The Catholic Church has been engaged in these false signs and wonders going all the way back to the uh, first millennium. And this is what the book of the Revelation chapter 13 has warned us about concerning the deception of politics and religion, producing, affecting, imposing a narrative on humanity making humanity believe that it is God, the beast, the beast. And then the beast begins to control the masses and tells the masses to bow down and worship or else it won't be able to buy and sell, i.e., let me slide right on into uh, where I have always intended to go, and I've given many of you guys precursors to this. It's explicit. It's above board. It's in your face now. I talked about the digital... Uh, immune uh, proof last week, the mandate for people to take the vaccine and then to have uh, digital uh, uh, immunity proof, uh, either ID existentially in some kind of card, but even more and more so now they are moving towards wanting to implant that in people's physical bodies. And you hear people everywhere uh, discounting that as a conspiracy, but I am looking forward to the day when I can continue to talk to thousands of people about the fallacy of the, uh, the what I would call the uh, manipulators using the uh, cry wolf in the context of that is a conspiracy theory. We have already validated multiple Allegations and arguments of conspiracy theories. You'll notice that in politics, they use it all the time when people get caught red handed in behavior patterns of which they know people in the media are simply people who are watching the media, ra- rather, are simply beholden to whatever the media says. If you're on the left, well, there is no briefcase, there's no laptop, there is no information on Hunter Biden, there is no clear, concrete evidence by the people that work with Hunter Biden about his dad and him being involved in uh, foreign affairs income. Uh, there is no real uh, uh, fact around that. The the dossier, of, of the still investigation around Hillary Clinton, Obama, and Biden trying to get Trump out before he even got in there, all of that does not matter. That was all conspiracy. Even though the evidence is there and the DOG has affirmed it, people cannot believe it because the media has not told them to believe it and as long as people are under the notion that until the media says that a good portion of this COVID uh event was propaganda For the purpose of mass control, a good portion of the methodologies that were using by the uh, CDC and many other uh, medical authorities was uh, completely manipulated for the purpose of controlling the masses. Until you hear it from the mouth of the liar, when you are under the manipulation and control of the media, you won't believe it when a prophet comes along or a, a trumpet blows and says, hey, you guys, you need to be objective. You need to prove all things and hold fast to that which is good. By understand the warning of the proverb, chapter 14, 15. The simple believe anything that's told. It's only the prudent that looks well to is going. Now, you already know this, James. I already know this. But this is where our world is going. So when you made mention of AI, please understand that's going to be front and center along with Uh, The transgender argument, which is the next major postmodern figment, unscientific, uh, if you will, religious order that's going to be imposed upon the people that if you don't buy into transgenderism as being scientifically plausible, it's going to cost you your job, your reputation, your voice, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. This is exactly what we are dealing with right now. I'll give you the last word before I take a break.
0: Uh, I just want to, you know, I'm concurring with everything you just said, and I'm going to drop a name out there. And it's interesting just the way, on what you said and where we get our information from. We have a, a political person is real close to, might be in both of our area, the, spear, the spearheaded, the, I'll, I'll say conspiracy against the outgoing president, but he was caught red-handed in some dirt. And you haven't heard any of that in the media. I think his name is Eric Swalwell, or what have
2: you. A uh, uh, big time, and he's actually going to be on the board for uh, for impeachment of our president. And this goes to show you, I'm so glad you said it, he's actually at the head of the impeachment process. And, James, this goes to show you how our government <clears throat> our government is so confident that it can hoodwink the American people that it can take a known criminal— who has been sleeping with a whore from China. And she's been taking information uh, from him while screwing him and using it to damage America. And we already know it. Anybody reading the news can know it. This individual is actually going to be spearheading the impeachment of the president when he has committed treason, insurrection, and all sorts of criminal behavior that should put him in jail, should put... Uh, Diane Feinstein in jail. should put uh, uh, several of our uh, no, swamp you. people in jail because of their participation in uh, the uh, foreign uh, government intrusion into our country. You know this. I know this. But the American people don't care. All right, my brother, thanks for yeah. the call. I got to take a hard break. Yeah. When you and I come back on the other side of the Monday edition of Lifeline, we will pick up the continued phone calls. Don't go away. We'll be right
0: back.